something and everything. My name is Ezra Hill, and my co-host Casey and I are going to be discussing a wide variety of topics from the perspective of two Midwestern middle-aged minds. We're not experts, just everyday ordinary people like you. We hope you might find our podcast inadvertently interesting and informative. Hopefully it'll amount to more than a hill of beans. Casey, so are you getting any closer to figuring out your love language? Um, I, yeah, no, I don't really think I actually completely know. My husband says he knows what mine is. Oh, he does? Uh-huh. Has he told you or is he keeping us? No, yeah, no. So he, he said that he thinks my love language is physical touch and words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think words of affirmation is a big one to a lot of people yeah. because it's basically uh, using your words to respect your mm-hmm. spouse in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and people need encouragement. And they need to know that they um, are needed and loved and feel they're, like they're important, you know. So I think words of affirmation is probably, I mean, I know that's probably my number one. Um, I think too. Yeah, I, I agree. Yours is that. I know my husband's is that also. Um, and I think that comes from, and I can see, you know, something that you and I have um, that are similar is that we always want to make, you know, other people happy. And with that trait um, comes, you you don't always know if you are, so you need to hear that because mm-hmm. you try to make people happy. Yeah. Yeah, um, I would agree. Mm-hmm. So the love language we're going to talk about today is acts of service. Okay. So basically <clears throat> what that is, is doing things for your spouse that they know are your significant other that they want you to do. Um, and it, it's usually things you don't want to do. <laughs> like, right, yeah. Cut the grass, mm-hmm. take out the trash, do the dishes, that type of stuff. I mean, who, who, does it, is there anybody that wants to do that? <laughs> well, no. No. It's not enjoyable. It's not fun. You know, in the traditional sense of marriage, how it was in the old days was, you know, the husband goes to work, the mom or the wife stays at home. Does the cooking, cleaning, you know, the husband gets home, food's on the table, he eats, then he goes, reads the paper, watches the news, the wife cleans up, and that was sort of how it was. Mm -hmm. But obviously, times have changed, and it's not like that anymore. Um, But in some, I think in some, uh, in some relationships and marriages, there's still a little bit of that there. Uh, But, you know, being, I mean, you're a mom, being a, a mom with kids, you know, you're just 24 seven doing shit all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can't, uh, you know, the mom can't realistically get everything done that needs to be done all the time. Mm-hmm. The, the father, the husband can't just go to work and come home and that's it. Right. I mean, there's other shit that needs, going to be yeah. need, need done all the time. Uh, so it takes a lot of communication, uh, to make sure that, you know, one or the other is doing things that need to be done. Like, don't you feel like that if you live under, I mean, you said that, you know, traditionally back, you know, in, 
the good old days. Sorry, that was my phone. Um, you know, the wife would stay home, the husband would go to work. And so that was his job and her work was the house. And you said now currently the world doesn't look like that. You're married, you both work. And so, you know, if that is the scenario, don't you just feel like, you know, you both just need to pitch in? I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, it just even expect that the other person should be doing more than the other, um, you know, I don't think that's okay. I, if you're both working, you both have to figure out, you know, there's times where I don't want to do laundry. So Aaron does it or vice versa, or there's mm-hmm. times where I clean and he doesn't want to or vice versa. Like, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. I think it's good to communicate those things uh, because in the book, um, you know, he, when he was studying relationships and, and counseling and, uh, uh, couples and, and stuff like that he a lot of times there was just big miscommunications where you know uh, a woman or, or the wife would want something done that the husband wasn't doing and then she'd start nagging him about it but the reality was he had no clue mm-hmm. that doing that made her feel the way it did yeah. otherwise he would have done it yeah um so communication's a big thing and, and for example you know say uh the uh, you know here, here's an example if if the mom has to run the kids to practice and the dad gets home from work and he sees maybe there's dishes in the sink and the kitchen's kind of a mess so he cleans everything up straightens it up so when she gets home she doesn't have to do it uh, and when she gets home it's sort of a surprise and she's like oh my god I can't believe you did that you know and it makes her really happy because all of a sudden now she's got a little bit of free time or whatever um, and she also looks at it as you know, you were thinking about me and doing that for me when I wasn't here. Mm-hmm. So I was in your mind and mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You know, like you were thinking about me when I wasn't here and that means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, things like that, um, you know, where like, you know, uh, in some examples in the book is like, you know, the husband would get home uh, from work and maybe the wife would be tied up doing something else and the guy, you know, maybe he didn't eat lunch that day and he's really hungry and there was no dinner. And so he starts getting irritated, you know, (laughs) Uh, he's hangry. Uh, Whereas, you know, he would be like, Hey, if you just have dinner ready for me when I get home and I can eat and then I'm not irritated and angry, then I can help you do other stuff or what, you know, I don't know. This is, it takes a lot of communication on, on figuring out what each other needs done to help each other out I think mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, do you guys does do you and your husband have like a list of chores that you each are responsible for each week or no and we do have on the refrigerator like um, a grocery list and like chores but we've never filled out the uh, chores section because I honestly feel like when I'm off he's on and when he's off I'm on mm-hmm. so like if, you know, the kitchen sits dirty for too long, one of us is going to clean it. Um, or if the laundry goes too long, the other one's going to do it according to what's going on in our lives or our schedule. Yeah. So we kind of just look at, I look at what he's doing. He looks at to see what I'm doing. You know, am I really busy this week with work? And he's not, you know, and you just kind of pick up the slack for each other is kind of like what we do. Yeah. Uh, that makes perfectly sense. And it, it makes perfect sense. And I think... Uh, a lot of approach 
and the words you use and how you say it goes a long way too because um you know if you start in with the nagging <laughs> that's gonna like if you're nagging each other about stuff you know like hey why isn't my shirt ironed i got a meeting tomorrow you know and when you start doing that stuff uh it, it's bad and yeah. you know then that's sort of when you start resenting each other mm-hmm. a bit. and you gotta avoid that i think um, something that that's really good that a guy can do um or, you know, either way, guy or girl in, in the relationship is, you know, ask if there is anything that they need you to do. Or, you know, if you have free time, is there anything you'd like me to do? Yeah. Before that person comes to you and says, can you do this or whatever? I mean, you should communicate like that. But if you're ahead of it, why not just ask? Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, Communication is key. And even he even talks about in the book, breaking it down and it be like, OK, make a list of 10 things you need me to do for you this week. Mm-hmm. You know, and that way there's no time frame on it. The guy just knows or the the uh, significant other needs knows that they got to get it done by the in end that of the week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'll read a quote here from the book uh, to go along with kind of how you verbalize what you need done. Um Gary Chapman says, no one likes to be forced to do anything. In fact, love is always freely given. Love cannot be demanded. We can request things of each other, but we must never demand anything. Requests give direction to love, but demands stop the flow of love. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when I was in my marriage, there was no requests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it was just... I, I was getting the nag all mm-hmm. the time. And, and, you know, back back then I was working uh, construction, pipeline, uh, putting in eight to 12 hour days, uh, you know, just coming home physically exhausted. Yeah. And then as soon as you walk in the door, you're tired, you're hungry, you need a shower and you start getting nagged, it's really going to send you into a bad that place. Would that would suck. <laughs> yeah, so I have experience with that where I know if she would have used her words differently, it would have had an entirely different effect on me. Yeah, and, you know, I want to know because, you know, I, I talk about where I am in my relationship now, but um, this didn't just get like that. I mean, it happened over time um, because I do think, you know, when you first live with somebody or you're newly married in the, the first, you know, so many years of your relationship, I think you're learning. And, you know, I think that this is where this book, you know, um, is shining right now. When I look at, you know, the things it's telling you, you can get ahead of the future problems. If you're proactive and you do these things now, um, you know, we got where we were with, you know, picking, picking up each other's slack and, and knowing what to ask each other through, you know, going through nagging periods or trying to read each other's minds and not being successful at it. You know, we, we implemented this step. My husband has read the book that you're talking about right now. Um, and so good job, Aaron. (laughs) points for you. (laughs) Yes. Points for him. But I think we were proactive in trying to figure out, you know, how to have a healthy relationship because I don't think it's just going to, I, 
I think in the beginning of a relationship, you know, you're going to have your butterflies, then you're going to get comfortable. And then there's going to be the trial period where your real selves come out. You're comfortable. Yeah, that's what we talked about in one of the other episodes. In love versus real love. Yeah. Real love is the choice. Mm -hmm. When you're in love, you can't think straight and everything's Mm -hmm. puppy dogs and rainbows. Yeah. And it's when you're, when you're in in love and you're, you're like infatuated, you know, that's actually an, that can become an addiction. I don't know if you know this and it is actually called something. Um, and this is where we see people cycle relationships over and over again, because they're searching for the high. Um, and it gives the dopamine just like a drug would. And so once they lose, uh, the dopamine and that effect, that's when they break up and move to the next and, and that's their cycle. Yep. I think it, there's actually counseling for that. I mean, uh, for this addiction. I, yeah, I totally believe that. Yeah. Because, um, you know, he even talks about in the book here. Generally, I think the honeymoon phase tends to wear off at about a year and a half to mm-hmm. two years. Yeah. So that's when everybody reverts back to who they were before right. they fell in love. That's so, when you're comfortable now. Yeah, like that's this, the critical point mm-hmm. of when you got to make the choice of. Do, do I love this person? Or am I going to continue to love them and be with this person the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so yeah, that's, uh, important stuff, you know, and going along with the criticism and demands, you know, it just drives a wedge there that, you know, between the two of you, uh, and it just makes things a lot more difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when you sort of, like I said, you kind of start building up resentment and you've, you're walking around with a short fuse, you know, to where the slightest little thing starts an mm-hmm. argument, you know. Yeah. Um, so that you definitely got to avoid that at all costs. Um, so let's see what else he's got here. In the chapter here, um, the uh, for acts of service, you know, Gary Chapman also says, we, we are in fact creatures of emotion, thoughts, and desires. And we have the ability to make decisions and take action. Um, so yeah, you can kind of, whatever, you, when you pick up on the emotions from your partner, uh, and you can, you'll be able to tell, if you start doing things you don't want to do for your partner, you'll be able to see how their emotions change towards you. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, You know, there are tremendous benefits to meeting the emotional needs of your spouse. If your spouse's love language is acts of service, then actions speak louder than words. Hmm. So basically what he's saying is if you come home and tell your wife you love her, but you don't do a damn thing around the house, Mm -hmm. that ain't going to matter to her. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you come home and you tell her you love her, but then you kind of hey, do a couple loads of laundry for her while she's getting the kids fed or whatever, you know, that type of thing. Or you trim the bushes that she's been asking you to trim for three weeks, you know. When you start doing those things, that's going to shift um, how she feels and how she's going to act towards you. And in fact, you know, in this book, he, he gives examples where, um, you know, a couple is basically ready to get a divorce, and then he kind of quizzes them and he starts finding out, hey, what's your uh, love, you know, to find out what their love languages are. And then he assigns them things uh, to do to see how it changes the mood and the emotions of everyone. So basically that's talking a little bit earlier about the list where basically you're like, OK, write down five things you want me to do this week. Right. Um, and vice versa. And then it's kind of 
you feel like your needs are being met in a sense because you know there's things that you need done but there's only one of you and you can't do everything Mm -hmm. you know and 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 priorities are different with each other like you know for example you know those bushes out front that he trimmed to me i'm like what they're just bushes who cares you know whatever but to you it's like man (laughs) i'm trying to make my house look nice you know it's kind of a big deal to you so sometimes it takes communication to get everyone to understand well i had no idea that was so important to you or I would have done it two weeks ago, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why it's important to communicate. And when you're making your list, you know, be like, Hey, you know, I want you to, you know, fig- you know, put the mulch down this weekend because I've planted those flowers and I want them to look good. You know, it means a lot to me, you know, it's important to communicate that. So they understand. Yeah. You know, I think again, coming back to this book, you know, it, it defines the, you know, whether it is a friendship with, you know, if, if it's a, a relationship with a friend or a relationship with your partner um, or family, but that love really is not a feeling. Love, you know, when you're in real love, there it's an action. You see love through action. And yeah. that's really how you know that you're loved because everything that you have been going through in this book is defining things um, that take action. And so when you see your partner doing these things, um, it's saying that they do love you. They're invested. Mm-hmm. And that's even in a friendship. Um, but, you know, even in a friendship, if somebody's treating you like, you know, shit and, you know, doing, you know, not the acts of service that you should be doing in a friendship. Well, are they really a good friend? Right. I mean, love is an action. Yep. Absolutely. You have to, you know, be doing these things and then the person on the other side will see it and feel it. I agree. 100%. Love isn't just saying, I love you. No. And it's not, it's not a feel. Yeah. It's way beyond just a feeling. It's Yeah. yeah. It's not just saying, I love you. It's not just, physical attraction yeah there's so much more to it if some like if some person in my life walked up and was like i love you you know and but then i'm like wait why you know uh, because you know there's nothing invested right yeah we haven't invested anything Mm -hmm. makes sense well that uh wraps up love language number four acts of service uh, and one thing I'll say about this book, I think I was telling you this earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pretty easy read. Um, the chapters are short. The words are big. And yeah. I think he did that on purpose so men would read it. You think so? <laughs> yeah. Because whenever I see a big, thick book with small words, I'm like, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, get the readers out. And I just like skim. All right. Uh, so let them know our email and we'll close this. All right, you guys, give us a thumbs up and a like and subscribe to our podcast. Also, you can email us at hofbeans at gmail.com or join our Facebook group at Hill of Beans with Ezra and Casey. Peace.